WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Tori Gelman. It's Friday, October 23rd, 2020. Big Ten decided to start football season after suspending games due to the coronavirus pandemic. Here to report more is WPGU's Reese Armstrong. The Fighting Illini football team plays their season opener against Wisconsin tonight in Madison. The status of the season was in jeopardy since the Big Ten suspended all sports activities in March due to the coronavirus. But after a Big Ten meeting in August, the season is back on. After much uncertainty, both teams are looking forward to getting back on the field. The Illini are seeking to notch another win against Wisconsin after 2019's last-second victory. Illinois will be returning four of five starters on their already top-ranked offensive line, and a fresh, inexperienced defensive line will look to make a name for itself. The game will start at 7 p.m. tonight and will have no fans in attendance. From WPGU News, I'm Reese Armstrong. Governor Pritzker announced during a press conference in the Metro East yesterday that infrastructure repairs on Interstate 255 would be completed by November 1st, a month ahead of schedule. The decision to completely close the interstate during construction instead of completing the project in stages reduced construction time by three years and the budget by nearly $14 million. The money saved on the project is expected to be used for job creation and economic developments in the Metro East. The I-255 improvement project was part of the bipartisan Rebuild Illinois Capital Plan, which includes several more infrastructure improvement projects slated for 2021. Last night, Audiences across the country tuned in for the third and final debate for the 2020 presidential election. Here with the story is WPGU's Ann McEwen. Thursday night, President Trump and former Vice President Biden faced off in the third and final debate in anticipation of the November 3rd election. Kristen Welker of NBC News moderated the debate, where the topics ranged from the COVID-19 pandemic to healthcare to foreign relations to race and the environment. Concerning the coronavirus, Trump offered an optimistic interpretation that we are, quote, rounding the turn. The United States currently has over 8 million cases, leading to over 222,000 deaths, according to John Hopkins Medical Center. And according to NPR, cases have increased 30 percent in the last two weeks. In response, Biden called into question the president's efficiency. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Biden has released a COVID-19 response plan that prioritizes improving accessibility to testing and PPE, as well as national mandates for wearing masks and reopening schools and businesses. He said he also plans to address the disproportionate effect the virus has had on people of color. Trump vowed to have a vaccine by the end of the year and utilize the military to distribute it once it is made publicly available, but did not say much more in regards to a complete response plan. Former Vice President Biden currently holds a 14-point lead over President Trump, according to The Washington Post. And in an election where more than 47 million people have already voted, it is unclear whether the debate will lead to a large shift in votes. From WPGU News, I'm Ann McEwen. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted to approve the nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court yesterday, despite a Democratic boycott, with all 12 Republicans voting in favor of Barrett. Due to Republican control in the Senate, Barrett is expected to be confirmed on Monday, creating a 6-3 conservative court. This is a historic confirmation, as it is the closest one has occurred to Election Day. This new court could challenge standing court decisions on gay marriage, health care, and abortion access. 
Democratic candidate for President Joe Biden has pledged that if he is elected, he will empower a bipartisan commission to decide if the courts should be expanded or restructured. National security officials found Wednesday that Iran and Russia have obtained voter registration data. While Russia does not seem to have used the data, Iran has sent fake, threatening emails to American citizens. The emails were sent to mostly Democratic areas, with actors posing as far-right groups that would hurt them if they didn't vote for President Trump. Iran has denied claims of meddling, saying the claims were fabricated by the American government to undermine voter confidence. And that is the news for today. From WPGU News, I'm Tori Gelman.